Hello and welcome to another episode of the Diet Obsessed Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Santarelli, and this is a podcast for those of us who are just obsessed with all things diet culture, and we're trying to find some balance in this world full of extremes. All right, so let's get into today's episode. So today I'm going to be doing a review of the Skinny Confidential podcast uh, with a recent guest that they had on. Uh, Her name's Mari Llewellyn. And it was an awesome interview. So I'm going to get into that in a second. First, just a quick little health update. Uh, I am dying from allergies right now. Does anybody have allergies? I have never had allergies all my life until I moved to Arizona. And they are, they, they started last year during, or maybe two years ago during the pandemic. And every April, March, they just get insane. So I might have to take a couple pauses to sneeze. My eyes are watering, itchy. It's torture, but it is what it is. Um, besides that, I am I'm basically following the eighty twenty rule now. I'm, uh, you know, try to be whole foods, eat whole foods eighty percent of the time, and junk or whatever I want to twenty percent of the time. So I've got, you know, this morning I worked out, got a run in, did some interval training did some functional training, some strength training. I did these things called Turkish get-ups with a kettlebell, like a 15-pound kettlebell. And I learned it from this trainer at Equinox when I used to work work and work out at Equinox. Her name was Latrielle Mitchell. Uh, She was awesome. And she taught me this move. And it's just so functional. You hold the the kettlebell above your head the whole time. And you're basically getting up from a a laying down uh, position. And so you're using basically every, every muscle group, you're using your core to get up, you're balancing the whole time, your shoulders, your back, um, you have to basically get up with perfect form and then get back down and lay back down. And you're holding the kettlebell above your head the whole entire time. So it is a very, very functional movement. It, it helps you get stronger in ways that you have to move in your everyday life. And it activates multiple muscle groups with one, you know, with one workout. So I really like it. I'm actually going to post some of uh, the images and videos on my Instagram. So check out my Instagram at the diet obsessed podcast. Uh, And so I have, so I had a healthy morning, had a protein shake and I have some pasta from CPK waiting for me with bread, butter. That's going to be my Sunday. I've got some cheesecake freezing, ready to eat frozen a little bit later on. And then tomorrow I'll do my superfood smoothie again and uh, lots of vegetables as I drive to LA for my business trip next week. So, so that is my little health update. And now let's get into a review of the Skinny Confidential. Now I was, I saw this podcast uh, come up a, a few, I don't know, maybe a few weeks ago. It's, it's maybe four maybe a month old. And I wanted to listen to it and do a review on it because it's got this influencer called Mari Llewellyn. I hope I'm saying her name right. She's a great follow. You can follow her at Mari Llewellyn on Instagram. She's gorgeous. And the reason I liked her is because she's had her own you know, pretty serious fitness journey herself. And she's lost over, I think around 90 pounds is what she said. And she's a tall girl. She's 5'11". 
And uh, I thought, you know, what was really interesting about her story? And, you know, if you look at her, you'd think she was one of those people that's just genetically blessed, you know, been in shape her whole life or at least thin her whole life. And maybe then she, she you know, did some strength training because she can tell she's very toned and 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 looks like she's in very good, good shape. But um, but because she had, you know, really poor health habits for a lot of her life, she had, you know, she had a lot of extra weight to lose. And, uh, and so she tells her story on the Skinny Confidential podcast. And Lauren started out the, you know, the conversation just talking about how a lot of the Instagram influencers out there are genetically thin. And she, and she was saying, you know, I like, I like it because you're not genetically thin. Well, here's, here's my opinion on that. I think Mari's kind of like, me a little bit in that if she, if you have if she's some she's someone that like if she lets herself go and just is only you know not working out only eating crap drinking a ton of alcohol you know not living a you know a, a life where there's a lot of movement and there's a lot of whole foods you know if you're just eating processed crap and you know binging on shit and then I know you're not supposed to label things good or bad but you know what I'm saying uh, then she gains weight and, and the same with me. But if you're, if, if I think she's someone that once she did start her journey and started working out and started eating better, I think it came off pretty quickly, which she does, you know, describe, I think, you know, I think there's people out there genetically that are going to always have a larger body and, and maybe can't reach the level of fitness that Mari does. I, I actually, I don't know. I think there's definitely people that, you know, aren't as genetically blessed as others. I think Mari is genetically blessed, but also does need to work at it in order to look the way that she does and feel the way that she does. And she describes that through this podcast. So, so she talked about, um, you know, Lauren wanted to know, you know, what was life like before she went on this transformation and went on her fitness journey? And, you know, when she was, you know, had that 90 pounds to lose, you know, she really wanted to kind of know what was life like at that point. And Mari talked about how even more than the physical, she said it was a mental change. You know, she talks about how she didn't like who she was. She was uh, physically unhealthy, but also mentally unhealthy. You know, she wasn't goal driven, had no work ethic. She was insecure and didn't treat herself or others well. And she said it took her hitting rock bottom to start her fitness journey. And that before she started doing that and, and had and focused on fitness as a goal, she just kind of felt like she was floating around in life with no purpose, no meaning. And, you know, she talks about how she was born in London. She has a beautiful accent uh, and had kind of a toxic childhood where she moved around a lot. She said she moved to New York City at 10, lived in Scarsdale, which is a very, you know, affluent suburb uh, and, you know, has a very high uh, population of Jewish people. But she said she wasn't Jewish and not wealthy and, and she was surrounded by that. And so she felt a lot of judgment. Uh, she said she didn't get a lot of affection as a child. Um, she's always had a difficult relationship with her mom and apparently she was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. 
And Michael, uh, who's the co-host of the Skinny Confidential, kind of latched right onto that. He really wanted to understand what borderline personality disorder is and, and how it manifests and like what that looks like. And Mari described that she was in pain all the time, that she struggled in relationships, she couldn't be alone, she drank a lot, she self-harmed, uh, and she finally she had to, you know, go on medication. And Michael, Michael wanted more. He wanted more details. Like he really wanted to understand what is an episode of bipolar disorder um, or I'm sorry, borderline personality disorder. Like what does it look like? And so Mari described that it's very trauma related. She said she would have very unstable moods. uh, And like, for example, she gave an example where if her boyfriend was eating, if she was eating pizza and her boyfriend looked at her a weird way, she would interpret it as being judged for eating pizza and she'd flip out and she'd run home and she'd break windows and she just would get triggered very, very, very easily and then would act out. And therapy helped her see that it's tied to her mom and and some of the, the difficult relationship that she's had with her mom. And Lauren asked, you know, did, did your mom acknowledge that she, con- you know, contributed to this state of being? And Mari just said no, you know, that they have a, a polite relationship now, but that she's learned how to self-acknowledge and give herself the love that she needs versus having to rely on it from other people. Um, and then Michael asked, you know, is, is, is um, borderline personality disorder something that you deal with for life? You know, is it a lifelong struggle? And Mari said, yeah. She said that that's one of the reasons that she's so strict with her self-care and her nutrition and her fitness because that really helps her to manage uh, this disorder. And uh, Lauren asked, you know, so when did you start going through this um like the the gaining weight stage and, you know, where you were putting on all this weight. Uh, and Mari talked about how she just used to eat like crap. She'd eat Subway. Not that Subway is like the worst thing, but she just, she's like, she looks back at just some of the processed fast food and, and poor choices she made nutritionally back in the day. And, and then talked about how people with mood disorders really do need good nutrition because chemically it just helps you to manage and, and stabilize your mood more in, in a, in a more efficient way. If you are, if you do have good nutrition and, um, you know, and, and I, I totally agree with that. I, I've been struggling lately with my own moods and thoughts and, just spiraling sometimes. And, you know, there's been times where I've wanted to comfort myself with food, but I, I recognize sometimes that that will make me feel worse. And so I've been really conscious of, you know, when do I want to go and have that delicious, but, but processed and heavier foods. And it does have to come after I've worked out and, and done something for my own mental wellness before I'll, you know, before I'll allow myself to have that just because I know, I know it can add to my anxiety if I don't do it the right way. Um, and then, you know, if you follow Mari on Instagram, you'll see that her boyfriend is super ripped. I mean, has a six pack is just in, in ridiculous shape. And the first time I saw them, I just figured that they'd gotten together when, you know, because they're both really passionate about fitness. And and Lauren asked the question, she's like, was your partner always into fitness? And Mari said, yeah. She said, he's been a bodybuilder since he was in middle school. 
but that she and they were together for like nine years. So they were together as a couple, her and her boyfriend before she went on her fitness journey. So her boyfriend was with her when she was 90 pounds heavier, not when she looked like she does now. And which I thought was really interesting and, and really sweet. And, you know, she said, she described that he never pressured her. You know, he always knew that people, if they are going to go on a fitness journey, they have to do it on their own and they have to, it has to be something that they want. And that is so true. I mean, I remember, you know, when I worked at Equinox, which was so expensive, you know, some people would just dream of having a membership there, but then you'd have these husbands that were trying to get their wives to work out or vice versa. And they'd be buying this membership, hoping that they would come and it would inspire them, but they wouldn't, it would literally be this, you know, $2,000 annual membership that never got used. And it's because you can't just expect someone to, you can't buy someone sneakers and expect them to start running if they are not somebody that wants to go running. So, um, you know, so, so, but Mari described that, you know, when she was ready, he taught her about bodybuilding, about eating the chicken and rice and eating, um, eating six eggs and that, you know, and and that she kind of tried to emulate what he was doing for a while and eat, eat as much as he was. And then she started learning better about how to manage her own intake to get the goals that she was really looking for. And so Lauren asked, um, you know, just about weightlifting and, uh, you know, the difference in working out, doing HIIT classes, like, you know, how weightlifting kind of changed her life. And Mari talked about how that gaining muscle as a female is really hard and that that she would challenge herself at the gym. And she just talked about how weightlifting can really transform your body. And I totally agree with that. I I do think that, and Michael talked about it next, actually. He talked about how, and I think this is such an important point, that as you age, you do, it's so important to build muscle and to maintain, and to find ways to maintain your muscle because you just live longer. uh, You live longer and you save yourself from disease if you have more muscle and you are, you know, taking care of your strength training and um, building muscle. He said that it's been proven through research that the, the stronger your grip strength is, that it's tying to live, to, it's tied to living longer. And I remember learning about this when I worked at a gym and, you know, talking to trainers and working out with trainers and understanding that our body, like bone, our bones are heavy. And then if we don't, have muscle to hold those bones up, that's where a lot of people develop pinched nerves and get injured as they get older and fall and break bones. Because if you lift weights, it actually does help to increase your bone density. So there's so many reasons why people should lift weights. And, you know, I talk to my boyfriend about it all the time because he's, you know, he usually just does cardio. And we do have some weights in the gym and I use those pretty often. I also do a lot of um, body weight exercises, but I, I've talked to him multiple times about, it's not about being ripped. It's not about looking good in a t-shirt. It's about making sure that you don't get injured later. And, you know, there's been times that he's complained and complained and complained about being in pain. And, you know, some of it could be potentially tied to improving core strength and, and could be mitigated through improving core strength. So I, I'm huge on this. I think this is so important And I I love that this was the topic. This was what they, you know, they talked about during this podcast. So, so Mari talked about how she 
cut all her medication. She saw that, you know, she dropped out of school. She was trying to figure out how to get on a better path. Um, and you know, when she first started, it's not like she's like, okay, I'm going to go like train for the Olympics. She set very small, doable goals for her. She knew that if she tried to like go right to the gym, she'd be intimidated and she wouldn't go. So she's like, I'm just going to start walking. And so that's what she did. She would start walking her dog every, every morning. And then she'd get into a longer walk and, and then she would, you know, start to jog or add different things in her and her boyfriend eventually did bring her to the gym. And so she started going to the gym a couple times a week and she got up to five days a week and she ended up you know, she started at 250 pounds and ended up losing 90 pounds. And her boyfriend would weigh her. I think this is so cute. Her boyfriend would weigh her, but not tell her how much she weighed. He wouldn't, he would only tell her that, you know, how much she lost from week to week. And he said that, she said now she knows that he lied sometimes. And she, you know, he did that for her own mentality because, you know, look, as you're losing weight and especially when you're weight training, you might fluctuate, you might not lose some weeks, but that if you, if you do stay consistent, you will see those results eventually. And that's, that's the negativity about getting on a scale often is if you are trying to lose weight or you're trying to hit a goal and you're so focused on that number, it can deter you and throw you off. And so I actually think this is a really smart um, way that they worked together to help her get to her goal. And I think his, her boyfriend was really smart in hiding some of that information from her. Um, but she just talked about how, you know, she felt, she just started feeling stronger in life as she got stronger physically. And, um, you know, Michael, again, another really important point talked about how people put way too much emphasis on the number on weight and how it's they what people really should be focused on is healthy body composition you know how much how much fat do you have to muscle how much belly fat do you have how much um you know because muscle does weigh more than fat so you could weigh more but have much less body fat and your clothes could be fitting you but maybe you don't see that drop on the scale that day because you're building muscle i would much rather have good muscle tone and weigh more than be, you know, skinny fat and not have any muscle tone and just, just weigh less. So I, I thought that that was a really important point And one that's just important for anybody on a, on a fitness journey or that's trying to lose weight should know about, you know, if you're, if you're putting on muscle, you, your, your body will weigh more because muscle weighs more than fat. But again, your body composition will be more healthy. So Mari talked about how she lost 70 pounds in nine months and that's very fast. She said she felt amazing. She's like, wow. She's like, how can life get any better than this? And, and I, I do truly feel that when you are in good shape, when you're moving your body, when you feel strong, when you're eating mostly whole foods, it, life does feel better. And I think that you're able to experience more and enjoy life more when you are fit and when you are caring for your health overall. Now, I'll never be one of those people that likes to do that 100% of the time because I want to go out and have some cocktails and I want to go out and have those french fries or whatever. But when you feel strong and you've worked out and you've moved your body and you've eaten you know, whole foods most of the time, 
it allows you to enjoy those things without feeling any guilt. At least that's, that's for me anyway. Um, so Lauren talked about, you know, so Mari talked about, sorry, Mari talked about how, you know, hitting that weight loss goal and, and getting to where she, she wanted to be was the first goal she had ever hit in her life. But really when you think about it, like she had small goals leading up to that, that larger one eventually. I mean, just even getting up every day and walking, like that is a small goal that you're hitting that adds up to much larger goals. And I'm huge on that. I, I set small goals all throughout each day and, and knock that off onto the next goal. Even if it's just like a work goal or, or finishing a little project that I'm working on, it, it feels good and it's good for your mental health. Lauren agreed. She said, that's what builds confidence, keeping, keeping your own promises to yourself. And that's been proven through research that, you know, the way that you build good self-confidence and good self-esteem is by making a commitment and sticking to it. Um, and so Mari talked about, you know, building the little wins to get to the big goals. Uh, Lauren talked about, um, well, she asked if she, if she thinks that weight loss or I'm sorry, weight lifting adds to more stable moods. And Mari said that for her, it does that, that when she gets up in the morning, she has so much anxiety and she has these disruptive thoughts that will affect her until she gets into the gym. And I totally relate to that. I mean, lately, I, I, I definitely move my body now sometimes to be anxiety. You know, just this morning, I was on the treadmill running and literally had like a mental breakdown on the treadmill. And I started crying and, you know, I had to go get a tissue and I'm like on the treadmill crying, you know, just, I couldn't stop my mind from spiraling about the situation that I was dealing with, with, um, this business partner that we have. And I, but eventually though, eventually I was able to turn on a different song, wipe away the tears start manifesting what I want. And I could feel finally the endorphins pumping. And I did get off that treadmill and went to do some strength training. And I did feel a lot better. And I, I totally, now I don't think I have borderline personality disorder, but I definitely have something. And I, I think I need a therapist. I, I'm going to go try to find a therapist myself. A lot of people talk about going to therapy on their podcasts and I think it's time. I think it's time I get one. I, I need someone to talk to about a lot of the business anxiety that I've had lately. Um, you know, I think there's only so much you can do through, through working out. And I've been trying to work through these issues myself and do it a lot through fitness, but you know, there comes a time. So anyway, so she talked about with her borderline personality disorder that Getting up first thing in the morning and heading to the gym is what helps her set her mind straight for the day and, and push that anxiety and push those toxic thoughts to the side. Um, and then, so Lauren asked how, after you lost this weight, like how long ago was it? And Maury said that in 2017, um, she posted her first transformation picture and she said she, her Instagram just like blew up. She had done like a before and after of like her, whatever, 70 to 90 pound weight loss. And that 
people were just like hitting her up and reaching out to her and asking her what her secret was and sharing that they, you know, how much they were struggling and, and wanted to know what she had done and that she inspired them. And she said she felt this sudden rush of purpose and that she, you know, that she felt like she felt found the secret hack that she wanted to share and she wanted to help this community, you know, get to the same point that she did and find happiness through through a fitness journey and a health journey. And so Lauren asked, you know, ever since then, how has your life and your business evolved? You know, because that was really the start of her business was that before and after. And Mari described her, her business that when she, when she, before she posted that Instagram photo, that she was, you know, working at an orange theory, making minimum wage, that, um, and, and that when this Instagram thing blew up, her boyfriend, Greg instantly recognized it as a huge opportunity. And so what they did was they made just a a simple PDF of, um, like her workouts and they would email it to people for $5 each. And so she'd basically like through her Instagram, they would just like sit there, reach out to people, be like, do you want to know how I got to my fitness journey? Do you know, want to know, you know, what, how, you know, what my workout was to get here? And they would sell that and they would email it to people and they would be on their PayPal and emailing people all day long. And then what they did was they saved the money that they got from that, just that simple fitness uh, PDF and they put it into uh, a, a fitness product, which was resistance resistance bands and that they would you know package they were just working out of their dad's house packaging them themselves shipping shipping them out and that was really the start of Mari Fitness which is one of her businesses and she said she the next i business idea she had was that you know cuz she was when she was starting out weightlifting she said she would go into a supplement store but she couldn't find anything for women that were just starting out and she saw this hole in the market and so they ended up putting all their fitness money into developing a formula and uh you know fitness drinks so they have like the greens drink the protein drink the supplement drinks and turn mari fitness into an app and they said they really blew up during the pandemic and so um you know she and, and then she, so that's how her business evolved. And I, you know, and that's, that's the best way to build a business, right? Through your natural passion, your, you know, your own personal journey, because it's so authentic, you know, and here she is inspiring other women to lift weights and, and use resistance bands and, you know, incorporate healthy supplements and, and high protein, easy to ingest um, products that can help people reach a new level of nutrition and, and, and wellness and, you know, and, and it took off, you know, and so you got to respect that. I, I have a lot of respect for people that turn something, turn nothing into something. And, uh, so then she talked about how her, her own fitness has evolved. And she said, you know, she, she used to train like a bodybuilder and now she incorporates hit class, hit hit style workouts, which are kind of short, intense interval training type workouts with weights. And she likes to train, and she likes to sweat when she trains. And she said she feels like she's training more like an athlete now. And uh, she does two days on, one day off. And when on her days off, she still moves. She'll do a hike or she'll jog with her dog. 
And the other days when she's on, she'll do like two body parts, like backs and biceps or, you know, legs and core or something like that. And so Michael, Michael, Michael then talked about how, you know, that day off that she talked about, you know, the hike or the jog, just, just taking that rest, that it's so important. And that a lot of people that are new to lifting make the mistake of not taking a rest and it actually holds them back from reaching their goals. Lauren actually understood that because she said she gets into this headspace where she gets so consistent that she hates taking days off because she just feels like she's in the zone. She just wants to keep going and she doesn't like taking a lighter day. Um, then Mari said, but, but the days off is really how you make the gains. And I've actually noticed this myself. Like there's been times that I'll be working out, you know, three, four days in a row. And I just, I really listen to my body now and I will take that rest. And then it's amazing how the next day that I work out, I actually notice changes in my body. And, and it was just needing that rest, needing time for your body to recover and heal and make the gains, you know, that you want. So it's, it is interesting how your body does respond to rest and it needs rest. So Lauren talked about, you know, she's been going through her own journey. I mean, Lauren's pregnant right now. So, you know, she's, she's, you know, going through the the pregnancy journey. And then she said she's going to get back into the fitness journey. And she's really excited for that. Um, and, and, you know, Mari talked about how, you know, she didn't graduate from college. She dropped out of college. She, um, you know, and, and anybody can just jump in and start something that they want to do. And I, I love that, right? Like that's what I've done with this podcast. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm just going to do it. And, you know, there's times I have self-doubt and like, what am I doing here? I, I don't even have a following and I'm just doing this. But I think that's, anybody can do anything. Anybody can start a business. Anybody can start a fitness journey and just start on wherever they're at. You know, like this woman that I was following on, on Instagram, she was walking on the treadmill in her pajamas. She's like, look, if you, if you can't stand to like get into your workout clothes in the morning and that's the tough part you have, get on the treadmill in your pajamas. And I think that that's exactly the point here, right? Just start where you are, do something towards a goal that you have and, and just keep consistent and you'll get there. You know, Mari didn't have any business experience or a business degree. She just, but she saw this niche, she saw this hole and she filled it with a product, with a need she saw that women needed to to reach a level of fitness and health that is is very desirable out there. And and she didn't need a, a fancy degree to do it. She just jumped in head first with her boyfriend and did it. And I, I just, again, I have a lot of respect for that. So then Lauren asked, you know, what are what is your morning routine like? What are your habits? And Lauren loves the details. So I love this. And Mari talked about that med- meditation has been game changing for her. And Lauren uh, wanted to understand like what her meditation practice is. And she said she's only been doing it for the past three months, but it's been huge for her and that she's doing it through journaling. And, you know, Michael kind of jumped in because he's just, he's, he struggles with meditation. I'm the same way. I still have not been able to get into a consistent practice of meditation. My, and I know I should, because my mind is just constantly just churning and spiraling and I'm having so much trouble 
controlling my, my thought patterns. And I know that meditation is supposed to help you with, with that. So, um, and it sounds like he's tried just like I've tried, I've tried getting into a meditation practice and I just, it hasn't worked yet. And so, um, so he was, he was just kind of asking about tips for, you know, what got you consistently meditating. And she said that she likes this app called Headspace, which is, I think it's guided meditation. And there's, you know, some people that, that talk, talk you through the meditation. So I have bought a book on meditation and it was guided meditation because that's the only way I could get through it. So maybe I'll try it again. I don't know. Anyway, so she talked about her morning routine that she gets up at like 5.30 a.m. Uh, she she listens to rain sounds when she goes to bed and, and has that playing. And I, I actually do the same. I need nature sounds to fall asleep. Uh, I usually listen to thunderstorms or ocean waves. So she said she rolls into her gym clothes. She brushes her teeth. Goes, she goes to Gold's Gym in Venice. She's there by 6 a.m., home by 7, like 7.15. She'll eat two eggs, spinach, hummus, gluten-free toast. Um, so she just has like a healthy, well-balanced breakfast. That's kind of what she's been doing lately. Um, she gets this really delicious gluten-free um, toast at the farmer's market, she said. It's like a sourdough, gluten-free bread. She has a green tea. She has her supplements, her, her like her green supplements. And then she goes into her closet and she meditates for seven minutes. And, um, and then Lauren asked, how much do you work? Like how, how long do you spend at work every day? And so Mari said she starts her day at 9am. She works from home. She said her assistant meets her. They have a call at 930. They do some updates. Uh, then they're looking at their content calendar, looking at collaboration. She said it changes. She's like, some days there's photo shoots and some days I'm, you know, you know, in front of my computer sending emails. And she said that she, you know, what she has recognized about her needs through the day, she needs to be hydrated. She needs to take an occasional walk just to clear her head. And, you know, and that, that local, you know, media and, and Instagram, that never stops. And just, she has to make conscious efforts to take breaks and take rest. Um, and then she asked, you know, Lauren asked like, what else do you do for self-care? And Mari talked about like her supplements are really important. She uses a lot of fish oil. She takes such takes six fish oil supplements a day, a lot of healthy fats, um, sesame oil, avocado. And Lauren asked about her nighttime routine. And so she said she's in bed at 9 p.m. every every night. And uh, you know, her they work they she ends work at 5:30 p.m. or 6 p.m. but she and she she's you know that's that's important for her that she, that's her end end time and she said she used to never stop working when they were in the startup phase but now they have a rule where they don't have their phone at dinner they like to cook together um she'll have a zero calorie soda and relax later that night she does a skincare routine. She said she does need to keep herself going and doing things so that she doesn't get anxiety and so she that she doesn't pick up her phone. She said she can get sucked back into Instagram so quickly and that but she knows it's not good for her mental health so she tries to do things and have that wellness routine at night too so that she doesn't grab her phone and dive headfirst back into Instagram. And Michael talked about how you know, they also, her, him and Lauren used to hustle like crazy and never stop working and, you know, get done with a full day of work and then drive up to LA from San Diego just to be up there for, for work the next day. Um, and now they're more focused on self-care. 
Uh, I cannot wait to reach that point. I have been in the startup business, you know, which is where a lot of my stress is coming from for the past seven years. And I'm still in this grinding, hustling, working seven days a week. You know, I'm driving to LA to save money for my company so that, you know, it's, it's insane. I, I dream one day about having the ability to take more time and have more balance. And, um, yeah, that's, that's the dream. So Lauren and Michael have reached that. They also have kids. So of course they have to like take care of themselves and, you know, and, 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 make specific time to be with their kids and be have their family time um you know and and my and Maurice just talked about it's it's just very hard to stay away from the phone and then uh and then also you know just letting other people come in and and take over parts of your job and 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 delegating some of the tasks that you're not good at that you don't want to focus on um and so, you know, like I recently, you know, I had for the last couple of years, an operations manager. I do not have that director of operations anymore. I do have an operations manager in one of my markets. And it is a beautiful thing to have somebody that can help you with some of that stuff. Um, unless you have a person in their job that's not doing their job fully. And then that's also stressful because then you have somebody that you're paying a lot of money and they're not doing their full job. And so that can be another layer of stress. Um, but I am going off on a tangent here. So let me get back to the skinny confidential podcast. So Lauren then asks, how is it working with your significant other? Now I've worked with a significant other in the past and it was torture. I mean, him and I never should have worked together. It was all we did was work that it was like we had you know, we did have a good, you know, chemistry and sex life, but it was like that and then work and, and, and the, and it wasn't going well. And so we took that stress out on each other and it was just miserable stress all the time. Now it seems like, you know, Lauren and Michael, cause they also work together. Um, and then, you know, Mari and her boyfriend, Greg, do also work together. So I thought that was a really good question. You know, how is it? working with your significant other. And Mari talked about how hard it is. She's like, Greg is a crazy Italian guy. She's willing to spend it all, take risks. And, you know, they used to be like right beside each other working side by side. But now they've been able to separate, take on separate roles, um, you know, where he's the business guy and very focused on the numbers. And she's able to just create content. And that's that, that, that I could see how that could work. You know, if you are able to separate and really focus on separate things and do what you love, um, that's, that's the best of both worlds. And then Lauren asked if she drinks, you know, do you enjoy any cocktails? Uh, and Mari said she's not a huge drinker. If she does, she'll drink like a spicy skinny margarita or some Prosecco. But, you know, but the cocktails aren't necessarily good for mental health. You know, if you have a mood disorder, um, you know, that is how to not get into a good headspace is, is consume a lot of alcohol and then be hung over the next day and unmotivated the next day. You know, sometimes I think about that. I mean, I, I love my alcoholic beverages and I'm someone that I wonder if like, if life would be like how life would improve or how life would change if I gave up alcohol or I gave up, you know, or I tried to go sober. 
And I don't want to do that. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I've always thought I never want to have a problem with it because I never want it to be something that I just have to stop. But I am like my friend, Michelle is very, you know, she's trying to become this, this wellness influencer and she's cut back on a lot of drinking and, you know, she's very focused on how she can live her life to the fullest. And, you know, she just is very introspective about how her body feels after, you know, consuming cheese or consuming animals or consuming alcohol. And so, and so she's cut back on a lot of that stuff. She's very much plant-based, um, you know, and she still does eat meat or cheese and all that stuff sometimes, but she's just recognizes now how, how it affects her body. So she's just trying to be very intuitive about making choices that allow her to feel at her best the next day. And, you know, and I, I, I love that because I'm trying to get towards that. I'm trying to move towards that. I think my next journey is going to be like my mental journey, my mental health journey and trying to find ways. Like, I don't want to take um, antidepressants or like I, I use cannabis and CBD to manage my insomnia and anxiety at night. And, you know, I'm not someone that wants to go and take Zoloft or Wellbutrin or anything like that. And not that I think that there's anything wrong with that. I think if, if that's something that you need, I think that's what you should be doing. And if it helps you, it can be life changing for people. So I support people that need it. I just, I don't want to do that at this point. I think I'm, I think I'd think my next journey is going to be trying to find a therapist that just to talk through some of these things and maybe find tools to use to better manage my stress. Um, I do agree with Mari about nutrition and how, you know, your nutrition and, and, you know, eating healthy can allow you to have less anxiety. So, um, so that has helped me. So anyway, so that was a great, uh, episode of the Skinny Confidential. Uh, you can download that from anywhere you listen to podcasts and check it out. It's Lauren and Michael from Dear, Dear Media, Media Studio. And uh, I will be heading to LA on a business trip. And uh, I do have, I think, another episode coming up about Diet Starts Tomorrow. I haven't done a review on Diet Starts Tomorrow uh, recently, but I think I'm going to go right after I'm done taping this, I'm going to go listen to one of their podcasts and do a review on it and then, uh, tape that for next week. And then I have an upcoming interview with Mackenzie Green. So lots of good stuff coming. And so until we meet again, well, actually first, before I say that, follow me on Instagram at diet obsessed podcast. And uh, please leave a review. So uh, subscribe to the Diet Obsessed podcast. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And uh, until we meet again, I hope all of you have a very balanced week. <laughs>